Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today I'm here with Nicole Lagern from Concord Wealth Management. Hi Chris, how How's are you? Going? Hi everyone. <laughs> so, you're actually the first person I've had from Massachusetts on the show, I'm assuming, because your offices are in Mass, right? Yep, we have Where's an office in Waltham, Braintree, uh, working on opening one up in the North Shore this year. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm doing a lot of branching out into New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, we can get licensed all over. Um, and I actually don't live very far from New Hampshire, so um, that's how I met you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of uh, friends of Kevin, I've had him on the show too. So Kevin's it's nice. great. It's nice to have people like pop on the show, and I know a lot of people, so it's, it's kind of nice. <laughs> that's so awesome. let's talk a little bit about you. Because um, what I would like to say is, you know, there's, I, I like to use realtors a lot. There's thousands of realtors everywhere. Mm -hmm. Each one of them has a different story. So let's kind of talk about you and what got into wealth management, kind of the whole deal. Okay. Well, yeah, there's a lot of competition in my field. Mm -hmm. um, I guess one of my advantages would be that it's a male-dominated field. Mm -hmm. um, so I have the advantage of working with a lot of women because women like to work with other women most times. Um, how did I get into it? Well, I went to school for business. I started immediately just running restaurants because I worked in restaurants my my whole uh, childhood since I started working. I um, Then I went into retail management and I was managing multiple stores all over Connecticut. I lived in Connecticut for 13 years. Um, I had my son, moved back to Massachusetts, and I had to start all over again. And um, uh, the schedule that I was used to, being able to work nights, weekends, you know, 60 hours a week that I was accustomed to, I couldn't do anymore. So I'm thinking, you know, what am I going to do that fits his schedule where I can still provide uh, a life for him? So I go back into the restaurant business. Uh, I started doing management there. Um, I did some cooking. I did some house cleaning, anything I could do to support my son. Yeah. Um, I had my resume on monster.com career builder. I just kept trying to work myself back up to a place where I could, I could live nice and still take care of him and spend time with him and not have to hire people to raise him because yeah. I, I believe in family values. Um, so I'm working this restaurant job and, uh, I, I keep getting emails from the company and, and they're like, you know, we'd like to sit down with you and talk to you. And I was, oh, you know, that's not really for me. I didn't really understand the position. Um, they reach out again, you know, Nicole, I think you'd be a great fit. I found your resume online from two years ago. You know, why don't you come in and talk to us? Uh, all right, well, let me, let me look into it a little bit. So I did some research. I looked into the position and I said, all right, you know what? It's people and numbers. I, that's what I am. I'm people and numbers. Like I, I can do this. Let me give it a shot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a risk. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to try to learn what I can about financial advisory and financial planning. Um, and I did. And I, uh, studied my butt off and I, I got licensed and I'm still working on more licenses and um, there's they call it a practice because just like a lawyer or a doctor you have to constantly keep learning growing um, and this is the same thing we're like financial doctors we're constantly have to stay up with the new trends the new laws new taxes so it's it's a lot it's learning a lot it's great I've been doing it for uh, almost a year now and where I started where I am now is completely mind-blowing how much more knowledge I have and how I'm able to help people um, you know I just hit the ground running I'm still doing it I love it I love helping people I love being able to work around my son's schedule um, I can work from home with him there if I needed to and Oh, it's great. That's really good. Thanks. That's, it, it, that's a good lifestyle and approach when you have family. 
You know, you said you have one son. I have one son. He's four. His name's Dustin, and he's the greatest little guy. Yeah, because um, I have three kids. I'm on my fourth. It's on the way. Oh, congrats! So, oh yeah, but like trying to build a career around your family without losing all of it mm-hmm. is is tricky. It is <laughs> it's difficult. It is. So it's good to find something that kind of fits that. You know, definitely. That's pretty good. So, r- first right off the bat, you had talked about being a woman, and that's a little different in the financial field. Now, do you think men and women handle the money differently? Like, as far as the financial planner side of it, like, mm-hmm. like, is there an actual difference between female and male? So I find planners? women are more planners. Yeah. Uh, men are more risk takers. Mm-hmm. They like to um, have change a lot, whereas women like to have more security. Mm-hmm. So I find that there's a lot of women I talk to, and they'll say, "Well, my husband handles the finances. I don't need to do that." Well, you do. You do need to do that because 90% of women end up controlling um, all of the funds, all of the money at some point in their lives. Women live longer than men. Um, divorce rates 50%. Um, women live in widowhood for um, you know 14 years or more. And um, if they don't know how to handle finances, how what are they going to do when that time comes? Yeah. So it's all about making sure that they understand how they work and making sure that they have safety nets to fall back on so that they don't end up living in poverty like a lot of people do. Um, What else can I say about that? Um, Single women. Single women, working single women are like the biggest growing field right now. They're, they're, you know, don't quote me on this, but 40%, um, there's a growth of 40% of women just booming financially with with their incomes working um business owners a lot of them are starting businesses more than men now um and then we have the uh the women that are going through divorce and that's uh anyone that's been through divorce they know that's one of the most hardest financial triggering uh crisis anyone could ever face yeah it's a nightmare um, I work with a lot of those women too because they don't know what to do, how to handle things. Um, and they find a lot of value value in it and then they, they like sitting down with another woman to help them with that. Like I said, it's rare to have a woman in my field and uh, I'm really proud and honored to be able to offer that service to other women. Yeah, it's really cool because talking um, by wife's grandmother, <laughs> with they're kind of in a similar situation where the... Um, her grandfather's sick and he's probably going to pass soon. And so all of that burden is going to fall to the grandmother who has no idea how to do any of it. Mm-hmm. And then we get into technology where she has no idea how to even pay some of these bills. And then just like, so I can see those services being good where especially older generation where you traditionally wouldn't handle those things. Yes. And all of a sudden that's thrown at you. Yes. <laughs> it can be pretty overwhelming. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, we see a lot of that too. We'll have women calling us up crying like, I, my husband passed away. I have no idea what any of this stuff is. Yeah. Can you help me? So my job is to just make sure I reach out to as many people as possible so they know there's a resource out there. Um, I believe more in educating people. It'd be great to have a million clients and have people that I can um, work with for the rest of their lives. But if they're not at that point, maybe someday they will be. As long as I know that someone knows that I'm there at any time to help them or give them information, then I feel like that I did did my job. Yeah. Uh, no one should have to live without financial knowledge or education. 
I don't believe in that. My parents, both of them live on disability and they didn't have financial education. And if they did, they probably wouldn't be in the situations they are now. And I see that and it's just, it makes me sad. And my brother, Derek and I, we have to uh, help them a lot. And um, it's too bad. So if I can prevent that from happening for, you know, our generation and baby boomers too, you know, that are entering retirement, um, I, I love the opportunity. Yeah. Um, 2008 with a huge stock, stock market crash, people lost, I think the country as a whole lost uh, trillions and trillions of dollars. People that um, had millions of dollars in 401k plans, you know, more than half their money was gone. Just from a stock market crash. I know ways around that where people don't have to go through that. And if history does repeat itself like people say it does, then that means there's probably going to be another stock market crash. So probably yeah yeah because it happened back in like the 80s there was a housing market problem yeah then again later on and so we constantly see the same problems because the market kind of has to fluctuate and adjust yep and people are like oh no it happened i'm like well yeah no kidding <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny that maybe we should plan for these things <laughs> yes so we always say you know don't put all your eggs in one basket yeah. it's really important to have everything diversified all over so that if something does happen that's financially triggering a death a job change a disability um that you have something else to fall back on you're not sitting there like oh what am i going to do now so that a lot of my job has to do with that laying a foundation protecting people's assets and then building upon that um, we focus a lot on retirement planning making sure that people aren't just only investing in employer sponsored plans but also having funds in other protected accounts too so if there was something crazy they'd be all right um, it's good to have emergency funds three to six months at least so if there was a, a, a you know loss of a job or someone was hospitalized, they have a safety net there. They won't have to worry for a little while. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, I've had this conversation a few times in the last couple of days, which is cool. I like. I'm glad that someone on my schedule that I can actually talk about it with, because I think there's a problem with wealth management just across the board in the country, men and women, where we look at the rising debt across the board. Um, from whether it's school or credit card or whatever. Mm -hmm. So people aren't managing money very well at all. They're not. And I don't blame them for that because a big problem um, that I see that I wish we could change as a whole as a country is financial education. Mm -hmm. I wish there was some kind of mandated um, high school class that kids could take called Finance 101 or financial education because they don't have that. And I feel like if they did, a lot of our country wouldn't face that kind of debt because they would stress credit card debt is one of the worst debts because they charge you these high, high interest rates mm -hmm. and we call it the toxic debt because you pay the minimum on it and the next month you get the bill and it's right back where it started. So when are you going to pay it off? You know, 10, 20 years and, and, and that's how they, they get people. They suck them in and, and people get in these spirals where they just can't ever pay it off. So a lot of my job is helping people pay off student loans, pay off credit cards, and showing them strategic ways. Okay, this is how we're going to do this and break it down. Break it down by interest rate. And one by one, we knock everything down. And then eventually we can take the money left over from that's not going to debt anymore and start investing it in them. Make retirement, college planning for the kids, um, investments. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, the debt problem in this country is huge. And then you look at these student loans too, and um, some of the 
the rates of them like nine ten percent a student loan like that's crazy i feel like if someone wants to go to school and get an education why are we charging them you know nine to nine ten percent on a loan yeah so the, the, i have a couple thoughts on this which is sure. always the fun because yes i think that people need to be taught this stuff i think it's typically it should be the parents to do it but i think we've gotten to a point where the parents probably wouldn't be able to do it either so like I can teach this stuff to my kids because I get it, you know. Yeah. I, I like studying finances. It's boring, but it's, it can be fun too. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Once you actually get the hang of it and you're not afraid of the big terminology, it's it's important. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so definitely we're probably at a point where the schools probably do need to pick up and teach basic finances, and not just once. <laughs> like, and this needs to be hammered in time and time again mm-hmm. across the board, either teach the parents too i mean because i've had conversations with younger people who you know you have these types of classes and then the parents are like well that's stupid <laughs> you know that's you know what i'm talking about where they're like oh who wants to save money and they don't well, that won't work you know that type of mm-hmm. approach because they don't yes. understand finances themselves either people are afraid of what they don't understand yeah so it, you create this cycle of oh well the, my mom told me it was stupid or my dad told me it was dumb i don't need to worry about this and then it's just like, okay, let's just keep getting in debt and problems and problems. and Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right on that. It comes from um, one of the first questions I'll ask someone is, who taught you about finances and what do you know? Mm-hmm. Because people learn from their parents. So yeah. if they're, you know, their parents weren't doing those types of things, then they don't know how to do those types of things. So for myself, it was a huge learning curve, but I picked it up right away. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also... Uh, there was something I wanted to branch off there. Yeah. I lost train of thought. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's, saving is more of a behavior. So there's people mm-hmm. that, you know, save by design and then people that save by default. So my goal is to help people save by design, live a designed, planned life yep. so that everything is, you have all your ducks in a row and you know mentally you can sleep better at night have a little more peace peace of mind knowing that you have a plan together it's going to work out you know where everything's going you know if you want to buy a house in five years that this plan's going to get you there not like well i have a you know two hundred dollars left over for my check this week i'll just throw it out in the bank and we'll see what happens in a couple years that's saving by default and in our country we're taught you know, uh, pay all your bills first, whatever is left over, you know, then save it. In all, a lot of other countries, it's the opposite. They pay themselves first, which is their savings, and mm-hmm. then they pay all their bills. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to just teach people that. I really like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> we always live up to our means, typically. You know, people like, oh, I have a little bit of extra money, Mom, I'm going to spend it. So they like, they're not saving because they just, they spend what, what they make. They adjust their lifestyles around how much they make. Mm-hmm. Um, from their cars all the way down. So definitely getting to the point where, okay, I pay myself first and then you pay everything else. Yes. You can much, you, cause you'll adjust to living within your means regardless. Yes. But then at least you'll have money put away. Yes. <laughs> that That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. Pay yourself first. And then you're right. Cause people see the number in their bank account. Like, oh, I got a little extra money. I, I can go afford another pair of shoes or I want to go out to dinner, you know, and get a nice steak dinner. But if the money's already put away and you don't see it, you know, then you live within your means. Yeah. Absolutely. 
<laughs> I like it. So let's say you get a client. Mm -hmm. So they come in the door, they're, they know nothing about finances. Where do we start this whole process with them? Uh, well, I have a process. Um, it's a lot of question asking. It's um, getting to know them, what they're about, who they are, um, seeing if our, um, if who I am fits into their their lifestyle too, because mm -hmm. everybody's different. Um, and then it comes down to prioritizing their goals. What is the most important thing to you? What do you care about the most? Is it buying a house? Is it retirement? Is it college funding for your kids? Is it protection planning? Is it tax planning? Uh, is it accumulation planning? Um, we all sometimes have older people that come in and they want help with wealth di distribution and that's helping them um, figure out how much money to take out in retirement, when to take it out, um, if making sure they're not going to run out of money in retirement. Um, and we also, I don't know if a lot of firms other do, th do this, I, I don't think a lot of them do, but we do help people with estate planning too, and that's making sure that they have you know, wills in place, guardianship, health proxies, because a lot of people also, you know, they're not educated on knowing how important that stuff is yeah. until something happens to a loved one and they're sitting in probate court for two to five years fighting over the family's assets. But if those pieces are in place, family doesn't have to go through that and there's more peace of mind. Your stuff will go to where you want it to go to. Um, so we start there. One through three, what's, what are your goals? If they have more than three, that's fine. If they have less than three, that's fine. Put them in order. Okay, then we get all the information we need. A lot of question asking. Um, we depart our ways. Um, I sit down with a team member because like I said, I'm, I'm almost a year in, I'm still newer. So I want to make sure that I'm giving the best trusted and knowledgeable advice to people. So I'll sit down with one of the other guys at the office. We have another girl too. She's great. And uh, she's been doing this about six years. Um, and, I, and we come up, we analyze all the information um, based off their goals. We come up with a nice big plan for them. And then when they come back in, usually about a week, maybe a little less later, I'll have them come back in or I'll meet them out wherever they are and show them our ideas. And most people love the ideas. They love it. And um, at that point, I say, you know, can I help you? Do you want my help? Do you like this plan? Do you want to implement this plan? I say, absolutely. Uh, nine times out of ten, some people aren't ready. So what I would do at that point is I'd have follow-up meetings with them and help them along the way to get to a point where they would be ready. Um, and then we put the plan into place, and then, you know, they're stuck with me for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Okay, yes. So then we have review meetings, you know, every six months minimum, make sure that their plan's going okay, if they haven't need any changes made, um, just make sure they're happy. It's the main goal. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the point, you know, is to eventually be able to live without the stresses of money. Yes. Because that stress does awful things to marriages, mm -hmm. relationships, you know, you name it, health. Yep. Like, people don't, I hear a lot, this is, I'm, this is a field I like to dabble in every once in a while, not like uh, professionally or anything, but just personally. And there's a very anti-money kind of thing going on. And I, I get not wanting to be greedy and just sucked into money all the time. But you can't, you can't just like throw out all the basic principles of, you know, properly living, like financially healthy. Yeah. And I think that's forgotten a lot. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. And yeah. people like... Oh, money's awful. We never want anything to do with money. And then they don't realize they're so stressed. Their relationship is stressed because of money. Your job can be impacted. Yep. You know, sleep, which then impacts your job. And it's this whole cycle of yep. manage your money. Make sure you're not dying from, like, I can't afford stress, anything. Yeah. And then, you know, get your life on track. Yeah. So that's kind of a 
my little point. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Um, they say uh, part of my job, too, is helping people build themselves up. Yeah. So I'll say, you know what, go take extra classes in your field. Self-educate yourself because the more that you know about your job position or your career is going to help you advance. And when you advance, you make more money. And when you make more money, you have better peace of mind so that in the future, you're going to be okay. You can do whatever you want. You can go retire and go have a house in Florida. You can go travel the world. You can have dinner with your family every night. So it's really about um, self, you know, just helping yourself so that you can build yourself up. And people say money doesn't buy happiness. Well, I mean, the greatest things in life are free. You know, you get love, uh, friendship, family. But if you don't have money to live it is stressful like you said and stress causes health problems so yes you do need money and to just keep keep rising to the top keep working on yourself keep keep going you know and uh it helped to deplete a lot of stress in, in your life yeah absolutely yeah i just think that's important because, like I said, I understand that don't be greedy. That's fine, cool. Mm -hmm. That's your thing. <laughs> you know? But, uh, you know, just, just put the importance on money words do. You know, you don't need to revolve around your life, but you can, it makes your life very stressful if you don't. Yeah. At least understand it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm going to start this new um, campaign where every client I achieve 10% of any money I make goes towards a charitable cause. Right. And they can either pick a charitable cause that's important to them, or I'm going to donate it to the Huntington's uh, Disease Society of America. My mother has Huntington's disease. So um, I think that's pretty unique, too, and I'm excited to start doing that. Yeah. And um, how do financial planners get paid? Well, we're all different. 99% um, of the people I work with don't charge any fees to. Um, my company is unique where they actually pay me a salary in a lot of firms. You'll probably never find that. Um, I do make commission, but my commission is based off certain products I show you based off your goals and I can outsource to any company in the country and get you the best deal. So if I say, okay, your goal is college funding for your kids. I find you the best plan. I show it to you and you say, that's awesome. Uh, Thank you so much, and it's gonna it's gonna help me a lot. And yes, I want to do it. So that company would pay me. Um, the client never has to write me a check ever, never. So it's a little unique compared to other places, and yeah. that's why I love doing it so much because I'm not running around um, with commission breath and trying to sell people things that aren't good for them, which I do see in my industry sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm more about you know, like I said, educating and. Um, and making sure people know there's a resource out there. That's what's most important to me. Yeah. Now, do you guys do like extra training or trainings or kind of like basic finance teaching, stuff like that, classes? Yeah, my company is great about that. Yeah. They do a lot of trainings, a lot of classes. I have mentors that are unbelievable. Very, We're very team-based, mm -hmm. which a lot of firms are not too. Um, we all lean on each other. We all help each other. We work together. Um, if I have any questions, they're more than happy to help at any time. It's, it's unbelievable the team atmosphere we have at our, in our company. We yeah. actually just won, um, uh, we were rated number four by the Boston Globe as best small employer in Boston uh, mm. last year. 
So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, we also won Best Advisors in Boston by Expertise.com mm -hmm. out of 150 firms that were rated. So that's really exciting too. And yeah, that's a good achievement. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And it's because of the uh, the company. Concord Wealth Management is run by John Larito. He's amazing. He's he's very uh, team-based, team-based approach. He's a great leader. Yeah. And that leadership's important like when you run a company. So I'm trying to. It's small. It's just me. But, yeah. you know, we'll get there. But, you know, leadership and the vision and how you run the company is important. Mm -hmm. So it's good to see top-down, you know, a company that's kind of looking for that. It's cool. It's really important. Yeah, he's great. You know, we'll have quarterly meetings and we do all the, the boring stuff in the beginning and then he makes it fun. He'll have fun presenters come in, but it's the boring stuff, you know, the numbers. And um, and then he'll take us all out. Like last time we went all went bowling together. Mm. You know, that was cool. And we have Christmas parties, Halloween parties. He makes it very fun for everyone. But we work very, very, very hard. So he, he recognizes that and he, he pays credit where credit's due. Yeah. Um, but budgeting is huge. That's one of the first things that I focus on too with people. Mm -hmm. One of my first questions is, do you have an act, uh, an active budget budget sheet going? Yeah. And most times people don't. Um, so I send out free budgeting templates to people, and I say it's up to you at this point if you want to use it. But I recommend you use it. Live your life by it. Um, but like you said, overspending. Um, overspending is huge in our country. I feel like the media really tries to push on us that we need brand new things. Actually, we don't really need brand new things. Um, same with, uh, you know, it's like emotional buying. You go buy a car and you're like, you know, I got a set budget. I'm only going to spend this much money. And then you go for a ride with a salesman and like a 2018 Cadillac. And you're like, <laughs> this is nice. I can see myself driving this. Where do I sign? Oh, I can afford that. No problem. You know, and then you get a statement a month later and you're like, why did I do this? I yeah. Can't pay this, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, and, yeah, and it runs back to what we were talking about. We live up to your means. Yeah. We're like, well, I just kind of got a raise, so you know, if I work a couple extra hours a week, I can, I can make that little bit more payment. And you know, I'm guilty of this. I used to sell cars, so yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty of the same thing. Yeah. And my general point is, if you come in telling me a price like this is how much I want to pay a month I can generally bump you to about $150 more <laughs> as I'm, I'm usually pretty good about that yeah. so if you say 200 I can probably get you to about 350 <laughs> and <laughs> and so I I, I've been there so um, I try not to do that <laughs> anymore because I do this now instead yeah. you know but I get it um, so I'm guilty of that too and I think across the board you're talking about the media like the media is really good at getting us to buy stuff advertisers have gotten considerably better at getting you to buy things yeah. i read a book i don't forget what it was um i think it's it, persuasion it's called um and the book is literally about how to prep people to buy before they even talk to you like you can they even know the pictures someone sees like when they're engaging with you online can have a big impact on if they buy with you or not wow. so you can prep people to be ready to buy beforehand. So we've gotten so much more advanced in our selling yeah. that it's easier to just slam products down your face. Wow. <laughs> so just as you're saying yeah. that overspending is a problem. Yeah. And cause yes. you know, you could buy the brand new phone with the brand new shoes and the brand new clothes on that store credit card you just picked up. Oh. And yeah. you know, then all of a sudden you're like, why can't I, why can't I, survive why am i in so much debt and well that's why that's 
surprised. <laughs> and you'd be surprised. A lot of people, there's people I'll meet with that make $500,000 a year, and they're in the same boat as someone that's making $30,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. It's They're not living within their means. They're getting store credit cards, and they're spending more more money on things that they don't really necessarily need. They just want it. Yeah. Like, I, I could want to live better later on in life and do things you want or do you want to spend all your money now and have fun now but then when you get to that point where you want to slow down because there's going to be a point where people are going to have health problems and we age we get old we have health problems we have to pay for healthcare costs we're going to want to not work you know maybe do something we love maybe open a little shop or tinker with gadgets in our garages and if you have nothing to fall back on, you're working your butt off right now, and you're not saving anything to do those things later when you're tired, what are you going to do? Yeah. And you're right. That's when people run into these problems where they're like, well, I need to keep working because I have nothing left. But you're like, you physically can't anymore. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then you're like, then it's stress. Like, what do you do? Like, I have to work. I can't. And just that piling up of all these things throughout your life and get that worked out early. Cause I, I think we haven't touched on this, but, um, a lot of people don't even bother working, thinking about retirement until they're like 30, 40 kind of hitting that 50 mark. But I'm like, yep. you should be thinking about that when you're teens and twenties, yes. like you should begin working on retirement yep. and you need to address that early. Yep. <laughs> it's important. Absolutely. My son's four and I already started a retirement fund for him. It's awesome. Old, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> the younger you start, but he can use this money for college. He can use it for mm -hmm. a car. He can use it for a wedding. He doesn't have to wait. A lot of retirement plans, you have to wait till you're 59 and a half. I started one where he can take it out wherever he wants, or he can save it for retirement. It's up to him. Mm -hmm. But you're absolutely right. There's this story about this kid. He was a janitor, and he started saving for retirement in his early 20s. And when he went to retire, he had... He had like half a million dollars saved for himself because he started so young and he was a janitor and now he's he's doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. I love that story. I, I read it a lot. It's online all the time. Yeah. Um, but the younger, a lot of people have this idea too. You know, when I talk to um, a lot of people in their 20s, oh, you know, I don't need to start retirement. Um, it's not a concern of mine. Well, actually, the younger you start, is the better off you're going to be later on in life instead of playing catch up. So I have people that are way older and they're playing the catch up game. So now that they're playing the catch up game, they gotta invest way more money every single month. And now they have to live even further beneath their means. Whereas if they started in their twenties and just did a little bit, just got themselves used to the saving. And then, you know, throughout life they can as they make more money and do better, they can keep putting more in, putting more in, putting yeah. more in. But then they don't have to worry about that catch up game at, at the end, you know, in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you get run into that issue of compound interest, which is very basic concept. People don't understand it. And so I guess we can touch on it a little bit, but mm -hmm. that starting early can have a huge impact moving forward, yep. depending on how your interest, interests are structured. And but that's what someone like you is to kind of help people through that. Yes. So Albert Einstein <laughs> said compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. So that's pretty, pretty genius. I love that. <laughs> You know, he knew it back then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, compound interest is an amazing thing because it's investing your money into different companies, different places, different products where it grows significantly better when compared to, like, a bank account. Yeah. 
inflation is at almost 3%, and if your bank account is making less than one, most of them make like 0.25%, mm-hmm. you're actually losing money, storing money into a bank account. That's oh, yeah. not meant for an investment or a saving. That's meant to just have an emergency fund, pay your bills, to have you know money to go out, do some things here and there. That's what it's meant for. Yeah, yeah you're right. Like That short-term emergency type deal is where you want cash and like kind of something that's a little more liquid but you know across the board none of these things are holding up to inflation because i think i was listening to someone on the radio the other day and we're talking about the like the increasing of interest rates that's going on right now and the banks are increasing what they're paying you so their profit margins are actually growing (laughs) because they're on like bank accounts they're not paying you anymore which they're supposed to um (laughs) but they're what they're charging interest rates is going up so you have, you have to look at these things and decide what do you want to do with your money? Do you want to leave in a bank account and earn, like you said, like half of a percent a year, <laughs> or do you want to do something with it? You know, hell, you take it out and burn it. It's about the same. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to end up losing money that you're saving. If, if there's ways, and there are ways to make your money work hard for you instead of you working so hard for your money, then why don't people do it? I don't understand it a lot of them do and a lot of them are like no 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 i'm all set Mm. but like i said before earlier um people are afraid of what they don't understand but that's where i step in and i just say it doesn't have to be complex doesn't have to be confusing i will break this down for you very easily so that you understand it yeah um you know with bank accounts too great you earn some interest but guess what you're gonna get a bill in the mail next year for the interest that you earned yeah the irs wants their tax money Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's crazy. So I'm just gonna, as I move into the second time we wrap the show up, <laughs> I'm gonna make a plea to everyone: please reach out to someone, you know, whether it's Nicole or another financial planner. Get out there and learn money. <laughs> you know, don't be afraid of it. I know it can be scary. It's this big boogeyman that people don't understand. It's important, and so many marriages and so many relationships and so many lives are just impacted by misuse of money and they don't handle it well and so just go out there learn how to do it learn what you're doing find someone who does <laughs> and you know it'll benefit your life so Amen. <laughs> so ah uh, i think that's good <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah thank awesome. you so we're hitting that about half hour mark or so okay um is there anything you want to talk about real quick here and like general points things we didn't discuss Hmm. So we, we covered some good things. I got, I got your knowledge out. I just want to make sure if there's anything else you want to give to people. Um, there's a great website. It's called um, uh, myworthforwomen.com. And it's a great resource. It'll help you figure out. Oh, there's so much on it that it's helpful. It'll help you figure out insurance needs, retirement calculators. Um, it has women um, on there sharing their stories and their successes with financial education. Um, and I encourage, you know, even men to, to just reach out to it, <laughs> and it, you know, take a look at it. It's very, very helpful tool. And um, I'm happy to speak with anyone at any point too. Just, my name's Nicole Lagarde. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Nicole.Lagarde at cwmofnewengland.com if you want to email. Um, and uh, my phone number is listed on all the websites too. Happy to talk anytime. Cool. Awesome. Any any books that you think are pretty important on the subject that you'd recommend? Uh, well, I do um, read a lot of books. I do a lot of audio books because I'm in my car a lot. Yeah. 
um, and they're not specifically on finance. I do a lot of self-education leadership books. Um, the one I'm doing right, I'm listening to right now is called Extreme Ownership, and it was recommended to me. I you do? No yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's excellent. I love it. It's a great book. So I'm looking forward to getting to the end of that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So thank you so much for joining me today, Nicole. It's been good. I like talking finances. It's a, like I said, I think it's important. I think there's a general problem in society where it's not being taught and it's causing a lot of other issues that could be addressed if we just looked at it. <laughs> definitely. So, Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. So thank you guys so much. And until next time. See ya.